if you want to go down to the stream to get some fish, but you don't have a pole or a string or a smaller fish, we'll grab that darn axe and you'll be all set. You'll be eating fish. It's axe fishing. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Axe Fishing Podcast Evolved, where three of us are replaying our way through the Halo games in anticipation for Halo Infinite. I am your Hot Drop ODST, Dave. And I am your Metaphor, Blaine. And I am your AI Superintendent, Andrew. So, yeah, this week we uh, we had just finished up the Halo 3 campaign, so we were going to play uh, Halo 3 multiplayer and Firefight, uh, which was introduced in ODST, but apparently Firefight uh, ODST is not available in the Master Chief collection, which is how we're playing all these, so... Uh, instead, we just played all of ODST, <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, it's not that long of a game, so we were able to kind of we're just going to fit them into both. So, yeah. Before we get going, uh, diving in, you guys, any any initial thoughts before we get going? No, none at all. Um, I remember liking ODST more than you guys did, and I think that still stands, but. As far as the Halo 3 multiplayer, disappointment. We're we're not as good as we thought we once were. Yeah, Correct. no, that is for sure. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, well, getting getting into Halo 3 multiplayer then, since that's our, <laughs> that was my I I used to be really good at this. I played this a lot. I mean, we talked about in other episodes. I played a lot of Halo 3. I remember a lot of it, and I was really good. At least I thought I was. And holy crap. I was terrible. <laughs> I was so bad. But I thought it was fun. I, overall, I thought Halo, it was it was a good time. But yeah, we, yeah. we queued up. What did we do first? We did 4v4 with all the game modes. And that, I don't know, it didn't feel like Halo, I guess. Is that how we typically used to play it? I guess I don't remember. But What do you mean it didn't feel like Halo? Yeah. it didn't. It didn't feel like... I don't know. It didn't feel like how I remember it. I think what I used to play more was the free for all, like the eight, you know, eight people or twelve people free for all. Maybe that's not right though. I feel like I remember a lot more games. You start out with like the assault rifle or just SMG, and you can pick up the battle rifle. But I, I also feel like I'm misremembering that where it just seems like the battle rifle is just your starting weapon. And right. will always be your staring weapon. That's what annoyed me a lot of the times. It's just like you just spawn in with the 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 one gun that anyone ever uses, and it's I don't know. It, it's like the best gun. If if you're gonna, I I understand it's like an arena shooter, so everybody starts with like the same weapon, and it's all about finding the power weapons and all that. But like, they give you the best gun for yeah. like 90% of the situation. So why would you ever go find something else? Right. Other than other than like pushing for a rocket launcher or if it's a close quarters thing like a sword or something, there's really no incentive to go looking for loot. So what I remember, kind of like what you said, Blaine, I, I remember you started with assault rifles and so you had to kind of find the battle rifle. Like the only game I remember you starting with the battle rifle was uh, like SWAT. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which, why weren't we ever put into a SWAT match? SWAT was really fun. SWAT was really fun. Uh, I was going to mention that specifically. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we never got put into a SWAT match, but that made that mode was, was the 
my favorite, I think. It was just the most fast-paced, um, and it seemed to be the closest, no matter how good the other team is or how good you are. Like It, it always seemed to balance out pretty well, so games were mostly close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it leveled the playing field pretty quickly. You, you were going to lose. You lost pretty quick. Right. If, like if it was going to be super... Um... Well, I wonder if it's maybe here's another thing is like when we played for it was all like ranked matchmaking back in the day. And I don't I think they a lot of that like matchmaking ranked stuff is gone now. So you get you get put in with like skill like it's not skill based matchmaking. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So we're we're getting put in with other people that play the game a lot and are really good. Um Yeah. And that's that's definitely a thing I noticed too. Uh, just playing the the matches and the maps, um, the people we played against, they knew where the rocket launchers and the swords were. Oh my um, god, they did. yeah. And so when it's you know we're playing it for maybe three hours and that's going to be it, you you knew where the people that they they played this game a lot because they always had yeah the power weapons in their hands. And they knew the spot to sit to use those to their advantage. And so yeah, uh, that's not great when you're trying to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get back into this and see how, how this goes. Because um, they'll yeah. just absolutely yeah. destroy you. Well, it's hard having a, just a casual match that way, right? When they, they know, okay, we're going to put the one guy with the sniper rifle in this tower. This guy's going to get the rocket launcher. And then him and the other two are going to sweep through the respawn points like... It's mm-hmm. really it's hard to get anything going. Yeah, like the, the few matches we got in where there weren't those people and it was a lot more casual were a mm-hmm. lot more enjoyable. The, I felt like a lot of the big team battles were like that because it is just more chaotic and the yeah. chance of you coming up against like an eight person pre made team is is far less than like a, a four person pre made. And I know we are three person pre made, but we also suck, so it doesn't. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, we don't count. We don't really count. No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, it it definitely felt like the the games were a lot more one sided than the previous two games that we played uh, multiplayer in, where either we were absolutely stomping the other team or we were getting absolutely stomped. Like there weren't very many close games. There were there were a handful, but yeah. um, I think that kind of speaks to us being bad. And probably the way the game does do it is they put pre-mades against pre-mades. Yeah. Um, and so, again, typically the people that are going to be playing pre-mades are playing this more regularly than mm-hmm. <laughs> once after well, I, 10 I years think, ago. And, and I think the games that were either that we either won or like it was close were like the the sort of odd... I was going to say oddball, but that's actually a game type. Uh, like the the more different than like standard game modes, you know, yeah. like, like the sort of like grab bag weird stuff was the ones that one, I probably had the most fun with and two, we either won or we, it was, it was a, a far closer game than just like a standard. Here's a sniper's match on a whatever level, you know, do it versus like go play hammer King of the Hill. <laughs> like that was that was way more fun than like uh, you know everybody just shoot your battle rifles at each other for fifteen minutes. Yeah, 
See, I thought even the sniper mode was more fun than the straight team deathmatch ones because then it almost did what SWAT used to do. Like, it kind of leveled the field. Like, for the most part, we would get our shit stomped, but at least with snipers, you can luck into a one-shot headshot and take someone out, whereas if the straight-up team deathmatch ones, they already have a guy with a sniper rifle, so he's already they already have the benefit. You're trying to kill him with a battle rifle, and then, yeah, like we said, there's a guy with a rocket launcher and a sword coming down on you. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I don't know. The snipers kind of leveled the field more, which it seems like they would do the opposite. But I, don't know, I mean, that's how I kind of took it. I could get some just real quick scope, you know, headshots and lucked into them at least. Yeah, there were some real fucking betrayer folk also out there. Yeah. Like this was this is the first time where we actually ran into some real dickheads. Yeah, and the one match was the worst, but we ran into at least three matches where there was people betraying. But the one the one was actually ridiculous. What was the guy's name? Betrayal Master or something Some, like that? Something like that, yeah. Right. Where so yeah, that means that guy purposely goes into this game just to betray teammates. Like what what why? Why <laughs> would you do that? Yeah. Someone's got too much time on their hands. Yeah. So I made this point to you guys uh when after we played. Um but I I honestly think that playing so many battle royales, um, mostly just Apex, has like rewired my brain, and in a way of like the the sort of gameplay loop of a battle royale to me is far more satisfying than like a team deathmatch. Just because yeah. like when you die, the game's usually over. You got to have like the fun of running around and like. You know, you can you can choose if you want to do a hot drop or you got, you want to whatever do whatever you want, and then you could have the fun looting part, and then you get to choose when you want to engage with an enemy most of the time, and then like if you die, no big deal. You just start a new game with a bunch of people and you start over again. Whereas like in Halo, if you, God, the most annoying times were when we were just teamed up against a team that was that was obviously gonna win. And we just had to suffer for 10 minutes. And yeah. it, was, it was just like, oh my God, yes, I get it. Let's start. Like, you, we, I, I wish there was like a forfeit button. I'm sure there was. I mean, we could have left, but that would have been, that's kind of a shitty thing. Cause then you're, you're, you know, we were playing 4v4. So that one guy would just get even more shit on for the rest of the game. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's a really good point. Uh, in, in Battle Royales, it's, you know, even if you're the last man alive and you're fighting, you know, three other squads, there is a chance that they could all kill themselves and you could run into the last second and kill the last guy and, you know, get win the game. Like, mm-hmm. even with if you're just punching them to death, you have no weapons. Whereas, yeah, Halo, um, the occasional, this is a close game, we're having fun, and even if we lost, you know, 48 to 50, like, oh, dang, we'll play again, you know, we'll get them this time. But, yeah, when you're absolutely getting stomped, it just... It's it's infuriating beyond belief because yeah you can never get to the power weapons because they know what they're doing <laughs> yeah and like so even if you do pull out the win like a close game like that it does not feel as satisfying as if you were to win a battle royale no well that's that's what I was gonna say because there was one we had that big team battle snipers first to a hundred and. I I mean we lost, but like I could feel like if if we would have won, 
you know, a hundred to ninety nine or whatever, it would not have felt great. That's true. No. Yeah, the the game didn't really feel like it was that close for whatever reason, even though it was. Yeah, it didn't feel like oh, it came down to the wire. It was like oh, huh, the game is over now. Yeah, probably because I died like fifteen times. <laughs> I think you're just way more invested in battle royales, right? And that's why, like, when you go into a battle royale, obviously you want to win, but there's a lot of enjoyment just with. Land and yeah, if you land hot and you can take out the initial team, it's like okay, sweet. That was that was really cool. And then the looting part is fun. The kind of like tense anticipation while you're looking for enemies, while you're looting, like because at any point you know they could you could stumble upon someone. I think you're more invested, and also the length of it. You know, like even in in Apex, which is a little quicker, like a ten to fifteen minute game. That's a decent amount of chunk of time that you you're invested, and so when you do pull out a win you feel really good because it's been fun the whole way through. You've committed this time to it. And like you went around the map, you collected these things to put yourself in the best position to win. And then you did. And like that, it feels so great. And then also like you don't, even if you don't win in a battle Royale, because it's been fun playing up to that point, and you don't, especially in like a solo game, like in Warzone, you don't drop into a 150 match solo and expect to win. So, like, if you do, you're going to hate it, right? And so, you you kind of know you're, you kind of know that you're not going to win. Then why? We're not we're not getting it. We're not getting into that. But at the point, like, I enjoy why anyway. even play that game. We're not getting into it. But like, I enjoy. it. I don't expect to win all the time, but I enjoy it. Where like in Halo, it's one team versus another team. Or even if you do free for all, it's only eight people. So there's a pretty good chance if you're good at the game, you can pull out a win. And so it's less satisfying. I think, I just think you're less. In, I mean, I, I'm clearly less invested in Halo. You could tell just by my KD ratio. I die the most out of not just us, every single person in the squad, yeah. because I just spawn, run out, try and take out however many people I can and die. I'm not tactical. I don't hide behind anything. I just try and take out as many people before I inevitably go. Yeah. And yeah, dying doesn't mean anything. No, yeah. not especially at all. in objective games. Like if it's if it's like a, a capture the flag or assault, I do not care if I die. No. And we did do a lot of like when we lost big, it was a lot of us like running single file into the enemy teams. Just gauntlet of bullets. Yep. And even the times when I would get more tactical, because like the argument could be, well, if you got more tactical, maybe you would enjoy it more. But like you still you try and get tactical and then maybe you take out one or two more people than you would, but then inevitably, most likely you die. Well, because they fucking respawn behind you then. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like that's that's the whole right. like that's 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 the game, folks. You know, it's and, and it does feel yeah. shitty when you play a battle royale and like you to you get third partied halfway through your team fight, but you know that's you you know going into it, yeah. Like the risk of engaging right. is that you let everybody else on the map know where you're at. And I guess I don't know. Like I, the same is is true with Halo, I suppose. Right when you kill someone, you know they're gonna respawn in five seconds, either close to you or across the map. You don't know, so it's. I don't it's know. Different. It's it's very different. Like in Halo, there's no reason not to engage. Like if you see someone, you start shooting at them. 
in battle royales, it's a lot more tactical and like, okay, sure, is, calculated risk. Yeah, it's like, okay, do I think I have good enough weapons to engage? Are we in the open? Do I have enough cover? Is this fight worth fighting? Like, where the, where's the zone closing? If I don't fight them now, can I cut them off and fight them later? Like, it's a lot more calculus on the fly, whereas Halo is literally just gun, people, pew, 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 pew and then yeah. die, and then, I don't know. You're just, you're just a lot less invested. I, I agree with all of this, too, and I think um, I was going to make the point where Halo 3 was kind of my last real hurrah with multiplayer. I don't remember 4 at all. Mm. Remember Reach a little bit, because um, that had a lot of firefight, and that was a lot of fun. And I remember 5 a little bit, because I guess that's the most recent. But with these arena shooters, um, you when it comes to getting power weapons, kind of going back to that, like, yeah, in, in Battle Royales you can get power weapons, but even then, everyone else is on a pretty fair footing. But it's it's almost a catch-22 of, I have the sniper rifle, I feel like I'm obligated to get five kills with it. Yeah, right. Yep. And so if someone comes up behind me and kills me, it's like, god dang it, I wasted my potential, now he has a sniper rifle, and he's killing my team. Um, and mm-hmm. so, you know, there's that side. Or if, yeah, he has the power weapon, he is going to destroy my team. I need to do whatever I can to stop him. And even if I do stop him, that's like, you know, you get that power weapon again. It it just feels like it revolves around that positioning and that one potential power weapon. And the having it doesn't actually make you feel good. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Maybe that's just me. But it's... No, I, I completely agree with you. Well, if, if you like finally can, cause we didn't know the maps, and so if you could finally live long enough to explore, to like find, for me it was the rocket launcher. Like if I finally found the rocket launcher, like you said, I felt almost obligated. Like okay, I need to put this to good use. And then I remember one time I didn't kill anyone. I jumped around a corner, I missed my first shot, and then I think I got sniped. And it was like, well. <laughs> I'm just not going to try and go for this again. Like, it just, I don't know. And it's, I, maybe we should separate it out, right? Because it's not fair to, because it really, we're not criticizing Halo 3. We're criticizing Arena based Shooter versus Battle Royale, which is like, once Battle Royale, like when I played, first time I played PUBG, like for, it was such a glitchy game. Yeah, but my game blows. It was still a Battle Royale, and I liked it so much more. Like, that's why that's pretty much the only genre of first-person shooters that I play now. Like, yeah, I played Black Ops 4 and Blackout, Apex Legends, um, now Warzone. It's just, I like that that style of play more than Arena. But so, mm-hmm. I mean, it, we should try and maybe separate it, right? Because it's not fair to Halo 3 because we're it's two completely separate genres. But it's hard to, right? And I think that plays a lot into why we didn't have as good of a time as we remember it being well yeah and it seems like halo i mean aside from halo 4 and 5 right um which weren't big games i mean they were big games but i don't think they the well the multiplayer for 4 uh, wasn't great and 5 was good but i don't think it had a, as many people playing it um as people who played halo 3 and reach and things like that but Things in in sort of games 
shifted away from the arena-based shooters more towards these uh, like Call of Duty type things, where starting with Call of Duty 4, you know, the first Modern Warfare game, you get to pick your loadouts when you spawn in. They they got rid of power weapons and you get kill streaks, and like that was like the hot shit, right? Where yeah, it was based on your performance. You got the power weapon. It wasn't like based on if you could get to the part of the map before the other team did, or you got there, you know, when it spawned. There's no there's no vehicles really, right? You know, outside of you know the the kill streaks. Yeah, very rarely were there vehicles. Like yeah. Battlefield had some. I guess Battlefield. Oh yeah, and then Battlefield, right? So, God, Battlefield is Battlefield is like a whole another thing. That right. one is Battlefield is crazy. I've never been able to get into those games because I'm bad at shooters, <laughs> which is which is becoming more and more clear the more I play these games, Halo games, um, multiplayer at least. But uh, yeah, it's just like Halo Three was sort of the the last, or you know, I guess outside of Reach or whatever. It was like the last hurrah for uh, console arena shooters for a while. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I would agree. I I hadn't thought about that. I was glumping it in with Call of Duty, but it isn't at all. Because yeah, no, said, it's Call of Duty. You want the sniper? Okay, cool. Build your loadout around it. Go mm-hmm. have at it. And so it's a lot more. Like, you know your skill set. So if you know you're good at sniping, take a sniper rifle. If you know your shit at sniping, don't worry about it. Like, pick whatever right. you are most comfortable with. And, and you feel you feel a bit more empowered to counter the enemy team's play, right? Where, you know, if you die because there's a lot of shotgun people or whatever the fuck... You can you can switch your loadout and then you spawn with like the gun that counters whatever strategy the enemy team is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can yep. react on the fly without having to be like hamstrung by the fact that well, fuck, they have all the power weapons and now I can't I can't take more than five steps without dying. Guess this match is over. You know, yep. right? I mean, there were a lot of. Yeah, Call of Duty matches where that happened to me because right. the, the time to death or the time to kill is so short. But yeah, like yeah, you can't pretend Call of Duty didn't have those same problems, but they were yeah they were in a different way. Um, where yeah, if the enemy team was sniping a lot, you could pick up a kit that you know you choose a loadout that maybe is a little quicker. You can flank them, right? You know, or right? you know you you take the perk where now you don't show up on the radar or whatever, yeah. right? So right. Or you can counter-snipe them. Like, you can just pick out your own loadout, and, yeah, you know they're using thermal imagery or thermal scopes, and, yeah, you pick cold-blooded, and, yeah. Whereas in Halo, it's, okay, they all have, like you said, the sniper rifles or the power weapons. I'm stuck with a battle rifle, which is still good, but it's not going to beat that rocket launcher. Yeah. They let you have the sword, but it doesn't do any good against the sniper. (laughs) I feel like we should have almost played the free-for-alls. Because that would have eliminated a lot of these problems, right? Like, there would still yeah. be the people that are better, but they wouldn't be able to have a pre-belt team, you know, like what we're, what we're complaining about, right? It would have put more of an even... Because even if you're really good in a free-for-all, you can... I mean, you can obviously do well, but you, you can get ganged up on, and I don't know, it, it evens it out a little bit. We never played Infection. 
or zombies. We tried to. We couldn't load into a game. Right. Um, and I think that's a, a big part where Halo and Arena games shine because they're so customizable. Was Forge a thing in Halo Three? Was that was in it? It was introduced then. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so mm-hmm. with Forge, you could make your own maps. Um, and so I, I, you know, I think that was one of the first real times that a game offered that. Uh, and so the, yeah. the the social games aspect of Halo, uh, I think, still reigns supreme mm. because you, yeah, you can customize anything from your shield to your health to guns, grenades, like everything. Um, and you can you can definitely create some interesting <laughs> modes and that kind of stuff. And I, I remember playing zombies back in Halo 2 mm-hmm. and uh, Cops and Robbers. We played that. That was a fun game. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, you can't do that in the Call of Duties or the Battle Royales. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, there's there's definitely still a, a niche for that uh, that Halo kind of fills. And I'm not sure there are really any other games that do that. I, I mean, Grand Theft Auto sort of is that one now, right? Because you can sure. you can make races and and sort of deathmatch type modes there, but like that's not a smooth shooter, though. You know, like Halo no. has always been shooting is the number one thing, like, and it it does first person shooter better than right. just about any game. Well, I mean, there are people who in Halo Five Forge are remaking the Halo Infinite demo, and it looks great. That's incredible. Yeah, so it is—it's a pretty versatile tool. I wonder if the farther we get into these games, just because. So one thing when when we're playing like in in Master Chief Collection, when you go into multiplayer, you can select what Halo games you want to build into matches. But because we specifically wanted to play Halo 3, we are Xing out everything else. And we're still going to do that because it's older. I'm guessing there's, I mean, there has to be a smaller pool of people we're pulling from. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, like, obviously the people that have chosen to still do that and aren't recording a podcast are probably really, really good at it. So... Maybe when we get to Halo Five, it's going to be more people. Therefore, they're not going to be crazy good, and you know it'll be a little more balanced. Maybe mm-hmm. that that assumes that people are still playing Halo Five and aren't playing Halo, uh, Ma- you know, the Master Chief Collection. Right. Well, that's true because Halo Five is not on Master Chief Collection. Right. right. That's like, true. I get the feeling not a lot of people playing Halo 4 multiplayer. Mm. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I think Halo 4 definitely gets looked over. and I th- That's because it sucks dick? Yeah, most uh, most people would agree it's the, the weakest of all the, the Halos um, yeah. for yeah. when it comes to multiplayer. Well, it, it just has a game, I would argue. I would argue it has... Well, I guess I don't remember the Halo 5 campaign, too, but the Halo, f- the multiplayer was forgettable. The campaign was forgettable. At least in Halo 5, apparently the multiplayer was... I guess I didn't play any of it. Cause... Hot take. I bet Halo 4 campaign is better than Halo 3 campaign. I... No. I can tell you confidently. No. We'll, we'll find out. I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Just in the fact that I remembered after... 10 years of where the skulls were on the first four missions of Halo 3, I can confidently tell you I'm not going to enjoy Halo 4 campaigns. Rose-tinted glasses, the nostalgia, all that stuff. I mean, at least I'm mad enough to admit I have a just, you know, rage boner for 
Halo, the CE, um, and I love it so much. I, I admitted it. I know that I'm looking at you with that. I mean, I'm going to try and be more objective when we play Halo 4, but... <laughs> I'm going to try to be more objective. I, I'm going to be... I'm going to try. I know I'm not going to. I'm telling you right now. I'm, okay. As much as I can That's try, fair. I'm not going to like it more than Halo 3 campaign. That's and right. I, I 100% it's because of nostalgia, but... Speaking of uh, not giving games a fair shot, Halo ODST. God, this game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't suck. That's my hot take. You're <laughs> attaching a price tag to to the <laughs> to the game and your expectations were artificially raised. No, no fault to Bungie. Well, they okay. I so guess maybe they didn't set the price. Okay, yeah. Halo ODST when it came out cost sixty dollars, which is what all the other Halo games cost. All of Halo Three cost sixty dollars, and ODST cost the same. And it is not as big of a game. It's not as good of a game. If it would have been a $20 add-on, which is what it is, the, I mean, it literally is Halo 3 ODST. It's a to-be-downloadable content for 20 bucks. And because I didn't enjoy the game and I had paid the price of what a full Halo game should be, and it wasn't a full Halo game, that is absolutely part of the reason why I did not like it initially. Mm-hmm. And but going back and playing it, I stand by... Okay, one, I stand by that. They charge too much for it. And two, it's just not good. It's the... Uh, I don't know. We, we can get into it more later. But you, you guys can start off about what it is, and then I'll tell you why it sucks as we go through. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, so basically the story of ODST was that there was... Part of, part of Bungie was working on Halo Reach. Um, and the other, the other parts were maintaining Halo three in the multiplayer and stuff like that. So they were, there was quite a bit of time between Halo, Halo three and Halo reaches release. So, um, instead of just adding more multiplayer maps, Bungie wanted to make a, um, uh, like a single player campaign add on to Halo three. So um, they wanted to sort of separate it from Master Chief a bit. They just wanted to tell a more personal story unique to the Halo world uh, that we've never seen before. And then uh, I believe they wanted to sell it as like a $20 deal, right? A $20, $30 expansion. Uh, But then Microsoft was not interested in selling a five-hour campaign or for for a twenty to thirty dollar price, so they they were gonna the Microsoft demanded to sell it for sixty dollars. So now that Bungie had to scramble and put some stuff together, I believe that's where Firefight came in. Yep. Um, where they they just decided, okay, well, we need to invent a new type of multiplayer, uh, where the 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 firefight maps were basically just chunks of the campaign missions like literally one for one you'll find them in the missions i think there's one map per mission in the in the in the campaign and it's just like a it's it's like a horde mode tile multiplayer thing where uh you know starting with wave 1 and you know there's a few grunts and then wave 2 maybe there's some jackals with the grunts and it just escalates in difficulty and then i think every 10 every 10 waves they add a skull modifier so then now starting at wave 11 maybe every every covenant 
enemy that comes in is like a higher rank. Basically, they've got more health, like 50% more health. Then the next, maybe uh, they take away your your motion tracker or they make it so you have to punch to get your shields back, that kind of thing. So it just escalates in difficulty over time. And so that was that was part of what they added. The other part is, is they decided to just throw in um, Halo 3 multiplayer with all of the, like, the DLC maps. Um, so they kind of bumped it up to the $60 price tag. That's debatable, apparently. But you have the Davids of the world who were expecting a full, like, I don't know what you were expecting, but full game. it was a full game. I feel like for $60, I should get a full, like, oh, the campaign's five hours long. Yeah, is it too much to ask that the campaign is eight to ten hours long for $60? I don't know. Like right now, I would I'm love saying. I would love a five hour campaign on any of these games right now. Like that's well, how long did it take us? It took us three, three and a half. Yeah, but we were playing on heroic with three people, and sure, yeah. I feel like firefight. Before we get into the campaign, because we definitely should talk about firefight. Because I guess we'll talk about it more because we haven't played it yet. But I think firefight was a direct response to Call of Duty World at War zombie mode. Right, so Call of Duty World at War introduced zombies for the first time, and that came out in late 2008. Halo 3 ODST came out late, well, fall 2009. Yeah, and it's basically the same thing, and people obviously liked it, so I feel like it's a response to it. I think it's a response to Gears of War 2 Horde mode that also came out in November of 2008. I mean, they're base. I mean, sure, I'd yeah. say they're basically the same thing. Right. I it's, think horde mode is it's closer to probably okay. Yeah. No. You're you're. Yeah. I, yeah. You're right. Thank you. I like. <laughs> I am right. <laughs> I really liked firefight. Firefight was a really good thing, and I really like the idea of of ODST because the Halo world is really cool, and telling a different story in it is a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um. I actually and, and actually I like the story of ODST looking at like i think it's yeah. cool i like I, I like how they did it where you start in i guess i'll start talking about the campaign but uh, you start in as the rookie and then each mission is basically as you know, this mystery of what happened to his team each mission kind of plays a different character on the team so you get a little backstory and it kind of all ties right. together at the end i think that's a really cool idea and and actually i think they the story part i think they execute my whole problem with the game is when you actually have to play it, the gameplay is not fun. And that's where I don't think it's a good game. Like the story is great. If they would have made, if ODST would have been a movie, I'll bet it would be, I would be all in. I'd be like, yes, this is great. This is cool. This is a great add-on. But the fact that you actually need to suffer through, like the fact that the SMG with the silencer is your main weapon for most of the missions, it's just not, the gameplay to me wasn't fun. And that, that's where it falls off for me. Hmm. So there's my fresh take, because I before we replayed it, I would have just told you this game sucks. Replaying it, even though we didn't really focus on the story much, the story is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so I, oh, uh, Go ahead. All right. So I let Dave has, have his take. Um, yeah. It's not not good. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's not not good? It's it's not 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 good. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so even if you just look at the box art, it says Halo 3 ODST in big word letters and stuff. Um, they they have to put on the box in smaller letter, lettering, new hero, new campaign, new multiplayer. They had to slap that on there to be like, okay, this is this is a different game, people. Like this is this is extra. Look at there's a new hero that you will love and care about. There's a brand new whole campaign that you will will really be you know worth the sixty dollars and a new multiplayer, which is probably most the most technically correct thing that they're advertising on this box. What a new campaign? It's not a new campaign. They rehashed, they reused Halo 3 no. engine. Yep. Yeah. No, they, they tweaked they, they tweaked some things. <laughs> okay. Okay. We can come back to that. Fuck you, they reused. All right. <laughs> and sure, a new hero, but you know, the arbiter was a new hero and we didn't care about him. And the the new hero, what is his name? Is it Buck? Is that the hero? No, it's Rookie. No. Rookie. Okay. So Woohoo, I get to play Rookie. Yeah. The Woohoo, I get to play Master Chief. It's still yeah. it's still the, a rank in the Navy. Master Chief, the true badass, savior of humanity, who has sick ass one liners, uh, Cortana AI in her ear. Uh so no. many things going for him. In this All game right. you get piss poor rookie who I would compare to the Arbiter, but even less cool. You're a human that's just, I don't know, you're slightly better. You're a higher echelon of Marine. Yeah. Uh, you're orbital drop shock trooper. And to accommodate that in this game, they made the game easier than Halo 3. To to maybe emphasize how much of a badass this, this Marine is. And all that culminates into, I think Dave kind of put it really nice, where it's, if this was a movie... It probably would have been pretty cool, like a live action shoot 'em up. I could have maybe got into it, but when you're playing a, a, a voiceless, personalityless character, oh, uh, like Master Chief. No, Master Chief is a straight up badass. He's, he's got oh his one liners. God, no, he is. He's always charging forward, always killing, always you know, always Master Chief. And this guy is just, no. I'm a. a detective and i can piece it pick up a piece of scrap metal and i know what happened in the past like what a bizarre bizarre i i mean it, i know that's how they're telling the story and it's cool that way but like it i never thought oh i'm cool for playing rookie when i thought too okay real quick i think the disconnect too is story mode like you're just a rookie you're just a marine like you're an orbital you're a better rank like you're an orbital drop chop trooper but you're still you're new at it. You're just a dude. And so if they would have made the gameplay more like you are just a human. So you're fighting brutes who brutes can punch Master Chief, who is literally a cyborg in the face and kill him. You mm -hmm. can't just go toe to toe with these dudes. So if they right. would have made the campaign and Halo doesn't let you do stealth, really. But if it would have been a little more sneaking around, maybe sniper fights farther away then I feel like I could have bought into it more, but it does. And maybe it's, maybe they tweaked the halo three engine, but it feels so close to halo three where literally for a lot of these fights, I just bum rushed brutes as a dude and yep. I would kill them. This is a problem with playing co-op is what it is. I feel like you, you're not incentivized to be more careful. Cause you're a person. I feel like, 
the story wants you to do that, but then you actually get into the game. It's like, okay, screw all that. You're just, you're still master chief. You just can't tell, just go murder these dudes. That's how it felt. Might have a point, but there were times where it's you two were off running. I don't know, touching each other, whatever you were doing, but I would come across two brutes and a platoon of grunts. And I had no problem taking them out. I think Dave is exactly right where on heroic, I feel like I should flop over in three shots. Really, truly, you're, if you're a Marine, you don't have shields, you don't have super armor. Like, it's it. you should be able to do more tactical things of, maybe it's not quick-time events, but if you press a button, you can make a, a bridge fall on the grunts, and, you know, a bunch of explosions happen. Like, it's more tactical, more sneaky. Um, they They didn't do that like, I, I really did feel as powerful if not more powerful than master chief so what's what's the what's the deal with that like i they didn't get the the tone right in the game all right andrew what, what's your take Go on, andrew. Uh, nah i'm you guys are beating me down i got nothing to <laughs> uh, it's the game is fine i think you guys are it's you guys expected way more, and I think it was blown out of proportion because of the $60 price tag. I think this game would have done far better if it would have just been like a $20 like add-on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the fact the fact that it had to be like put on a put in a box that has Halo 3's the biggest font on it, and then next smallest is ODST. And then yes, new hero, new campaign, new multiplayer. So, like, clearly somebody in marketing didn't think this game... I mean, they could have called it... If they would have called it ODST, the game... Yeah. Would it, would you guys have complained as much? Uh, maybe not. Cost $60? Yeah, the $60 thing. I'm with Dave on that. I'm, I'm, I just... I That's definitely a part of it for me, and I, I'm admitting that. Like, if it would have cost 20 bucks, I would not hate on it as much as it did. But the fact of the matter is it cost 60 bucks, And the last $60 Halo game that came out was Halo 3 which kicked ass. And then the, the bigger thing to me, and it, going back and playing it, what I, this is kind of confirmed it for me was the gameplay doesn't match the tone of the game. There's literally a, like a noir music playing. Yeah. It totally matches the tone no, but of then the, the game. Gameplay, you just run up. Yeah. The music does, but then the actual firefighting, there's no, you're not sneaky. You're not detective. You are just master chief. You just run up and you punch things in the face. And that doesn't match at all the story they're trying to tell of you being a normal human. But that's that's how you play every single fucking Halo game, Dave. Because you're Master Chief. Because right. you never you never not kill everything that you see. When I, I, but I, it's still it, it doesn't it doesn't matter if you would die in t- three shots, Dave. You would sit there and try to figure out how to kill everybody. I would if the, but yeah, the, exactly. The, I'm right. You would. No, but, okay, but that makes the game bad. You shouldn't that be able to make do it. it. You're a person. You're a normal dude. You should not be able to win the game doing that. You Okay. So p- play this game by yourself. I'm sure it'll be slightly harder than it was when we were all playing together because you get to respawn infinitely and three guns are always going to beat whatever. Anyway, so yes, as Dave has as, as mentioned it is like the the tone of the game is supposed to be like this sort of noir detective style game uh the gist of it is it's it's a game that takes place between halo 2 and halo 3 so um the covenant have found earth um back in halo 2 
um, Master Chief uh, basically landed in New Bombasa and uh, they took the in amber clad through the slipspace portal after the Prophet of Regret. Um, but the Covenant are still around. And uh, so the game takes place in New Bombasa after the events of Halo 2. Um, you are a rookie, a part of a squad of ODSTs. Um, and you get dropped into New Mombasa. You, you, you crash land um, and you get knocked out. Your guy gets knocked out for six hours and you wake up and it's dark and it's raining. Um, you don't know where any of your teammates are. And your, your mission is to locate your teammates and figure out what happened to them. Right. So you have a um, you don't have a Cortana, but there is a um, an A.I superintendent is what he's called uh named virgil who uh sort of runs the sort of infrastructure within new mombasa so he's just this like sort of emoji type character um who shows up on all of these billboards and like atms and like phone booths virgil is there and he kind of helps you along helping you find your teammates you you find audio logs. So this is like the first game that I can recall that has like audio logs that kind of build into the story. I know Bioshock did this before, I guess. Completely optional things that you can listen to that gives you some backstory of a of a different character who is also like they're just like a regular person that's stuck in the city when the Covenant um, invade and they're trying to find their family. Um, and their dad is like this, one of the scientists who helped create Virgil. Um, but if you listen to the audio logs, the, you can get hints on like where weapon caches are stored throughout the city. And you get some backstory as to why you're trying to, you know, eventually you are trying to get to like Virgil's headquarters or whatever. Right. But um, yeah, so there's that. Um, a couple of new things that weren't in Halo is you get... Um, uh, it's called the visor. Uh, it's like a it's stupid. It's a it's an acronym, but I don't know what it stands for. It's VSIR. Visual um, Intelligence System Reconnaissance. Thank you. So basically, it's like night vision, and it'll highlight um, enemies in red and objectives in yellow and teammates in green and that kind of thing, which is handy because now everything's dark, and you definitely need it when you're going through these dark buildings, and you get a. Uh, um, a world map that's something new and interesting kind of cool i mean it would have been cool if it would have helped it wasn't super helpful yeah no yeah i mean so there there are all sorts of interesting like they tried to add things back uh they brought back med packs did you guys notice that there's med packs in the game yeah Uh, yeah honestly okay real quick everything you've said i'm all a fan of. I think they did it well. I think all this stuff they did well, and I'm a fan of all of this. So I'm just honestly reading that again. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a fun game. I want to play that. Yeah. So then, so how, how the story sort of takes place is you you crash land trying to find your guys, and if you if you watch like the opening cutscene, which we didn't, um, you'll you'll notice that there's a sort of like signature thing about each of your teammates. Like the one guy's got a sniper rifle. The other guy's got a shotgun. The other guy's got fun armor or whatever. Right. And uh, as you're going through the city, you'll find um, pieces of equipment from your buddies. And 
meanwhile there are, there are patrols of covenant that you can choose to avoid if you want or you can kill them doesn't matter um but when you find the piece of equipment you your guy picks it up and he kind of examines it and then you go to a flashback of like okay well what happened to this teammate right so you kind of follow the events that happened in the six hours that you were passed out and you get to play as in, in, in one of the, the teammates, right? So what's interesting is, is that they had a lot of sort of big name people in this game. Um, you got Nathan Fillion, um, who's Buck. He's the, the, the kind of like the, the leader of the group. Um, and then Alan Tudyk's in this. Nolan North. Um, Adam Baldwin. There's another guy. I mean, I guess, I mean, he, he sounds famous. Um, he's in, uh, he, he's in Firefly along with, uh, Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion or whatever. But so they I mean, they even, I mean, they made, uh, Nathan Fillion's character look like Nathan Fillion for the game. Um, they did, they did a pretty good job, but like, like you guys said, it is like, it would have been a great movie because, uh, the voice acting is great. The story is relatively interesting, right? You you eventually like f- meet up with your um, your your squad of of RDSTs, and um, you you uh, your your mission was to like protect this Oni agent, the uh, Office of Naval Naval Intelligence. They're sort of like the CIA of the UNSC, and I think there's sort of a romantic interest between Nathan Fillion's character and um, Dare. That's like the code name for the uh, um, the, the Oni agent. Um, and you were about to leave the city, but then Nathan Fillion's like, nope, uh, we got to go back. We got to rescue this person. Uh, you go rescue her. And um, in the process, you come across a an engineer, a covenant engineer, which is like a specific race of aliens within the covenant which before this i think they were only talked about in the in the books so it was kind of interesting to see this new enemy type but uh the 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 thing that you learn is that they really aren't they're sort of conscripted into the the covenant they they aren't hostile they only um sort of they're hostile by proxy right they they provide shields um to the other covenant enemies but you you can play the whole game and not kill an engineer i think there's an achievement for doing that um but anyway so you you come across like a friendly engineer and your goal is to basically extract this engineer out of the city and once once you do that or whatever you know that that's kind of like the end of the game and at the end of the game, you you see a bunch of Covenant ships that come in to destroy the city, and they're there to excavate the giant. What are the, oh? What are they trying to excavate? The Forerunner artifact that like leads the Covenant to the Ark, or whatever. Yep. Like that like opens up the portal to the Ark. Right. That's in Halo Three, right? So what's fun is that like at the the sort of epilogue is. The ODSTs are like hanging out with the engineer and then Sergeant Johnson shows up and he's like, you got to tell me everything you know about the Covenant and what they're looking for. So this is right before Halo 3 and Johnson's got his cigar in his mouth and the engineer just like pulls out a lighter and lights the (laughs) lights the cigar for him. It's like, yeah, this guy fucks. 
Yeah. When he's walking up to it too, and they you know say, "Are you sure that you want to talk to him?" And he goes, "I know what the aliens like." Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Damn right he does." Yeah. So, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's kind of a cool bridge between two and three, but I, I, if you view it sort of like a uh, uh, a Rogue One, it's basically kind of like a Rogue One. Uh, you know, the Star Wars Rogue One, where like completely unnecessary not for everybody um but they tried to do something different up in the air on whether or not they succeeded i think everything you just said sounds really fun and it sounds i think and i really do think the story is interesting i like the rogue one kind of take on it i just think the gameplay doesn't hold up and i just i just don't think the gameplay is fun and that's it, it, to me what I, this is how I when, I when I played it the first time, and obviously we didn't focus much on the story when we're playing co-op, which definitely took away from it. But even when I played like the first time, and I did listen to all the audio logs, and I, you know, was a lot more invested in the story. It felt like I was just suffering through the gameplay to get to the story, and I, I think that's just where they missed the mark. Where they, where they do this same idea and they nail it on the head is reach because mm. the story's awesome. The gameplay is fun and it's reach is very much also like a rogue one type of thing yeah. like this, but it's more complete and the gameplay is more fulfilling and it's like this, but they did it right. And I really love reach. And so I, that's my hard thing with ODST is I think they had a lot of potential and I don't know how to fix the, the gameplay, but the gameplay to me was just not satisfying. And that's where if it would have been a movie, I would have really liked it. Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Uh, but I just, uh, it really felt the way I remembered it and the way now it felt like I was suffering through it. I am going to replay it. Honestly, I am. And I, yeah. because like you said, co-op is not, you're not listening to the story as much. You're not as invested you do play differently. I was also having connection issues when we played it, which makes it super frustrating. So I'm going to play it again. Yeah. Report back when you when you play it. I, I'm curious myself. I guess I don't have, know if I have time or the, the want to play it again. Because no. um, when this game came out, I did not buy it. I, I looked at it, I go, this isn't Master Chief. This isn't what I want. Um, nope, not going to buy it. See, I, I really think if you can find the time... And what you should do is you should just put it on easy. And then, because you've never played it through just by yourself. And so if you just put it on easy and then play it through, you could beat this in two nights or a night. And then then you could at least kind of get an idea of what it is, right? Like, I think when I'm going to replay it through, I'm, I don't know, I might play it on heroic. I might drop it down to normal. Sure. Um, I, I definitely... Uh... I like the comparison to Halo Reach, where Halo Reach is what the game was supposed to be. And I, I think that's a really good comparison, too, of Halo well, Reach hits the it, right... It's a very different story. It's a very, very different sure. story. I don't think Halo Reach it was what this game was supposed to be. I think that they were working on Halo Reach, which came out the following year, and they just wanted to tell a smaller story, and it it got blown out of proportion to now where it is going to be compared so i i think i don't know honestly i i think it's going to always have the negative connotation 
with the 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 marketing behind it. It was never intended to be as big of an experience as ODST or sorry as Reach, um, but all of a sudden it got put on a pedestal where now it has to, and I don't think it was meant to compete. Yeah, well, you expect it to compete with Halo Three and or Reach. I mean, when it has the same price value, it's it's it would be like it, it's like Rogue One compared to. Uh, like Star Wars Episode One or something like that, right? Like Halo, or you know, Halo Reach is like the prequel to Halo One, and there was a book written about it, and and people were very like excited for. I mean, the Fall of Reach book came out like before the original Halo game came out, as we have found out or whatever, right? So like people were excited about Halo Reach. Um, I think they probably invested a lot more time and money into the game Halo Reach, and ODST kind of got shafted because Microsoft was like, "Fucking Halo is our cash cow," and every it, it basically prints money as soon as we put a game out there. So you're gonna sell it for sixty dollars because we know it'll sell regardless of what's in it, you know. Yep. And they got, and now it, it sort of like tarnished its reputation a little bit. I definitely would view it differently if it would have cost 20 bucks. I would not have been as critical on it. So that, I mean, that that's very, very fair. Now, granted, if they did put out, if they did say it has to be $60 and because of that, they created firefight and they gave you all the downloadable content, then mm-hmm. maybe that makes it more worth it. Uh, that's um, exactly what happened. Well, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. And, <laughs> okay. and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. And Firefight is great. So if Firefight would not yeah. have existed unless Halo ODST or you know, ODST didn't cost sixty dollars, then mm. that's the sacrifice I guess we needed to do to get Firefight. I but guess. if you don't compare it to anything else, and you still, if you strip away the price tag, I still feel where this game falls apart is the actual gameplay. And that, I mean, that a game should be fun to play. Like, it, and it just... That's a hot to, take. Right. And, like, it just isn't. The story is cool. I like the story. I like the idea. I like everything about it. But then when you actually get into playing it, it's not fun for me anyway. So, yeah. I agree. Dave was had a turret, and he was jumping with the turret as a Marine. And shooting <laughs> at the same time. Faster, running faster than Master Chief. Does. It is. It is weird... <laughs> like, so they they were able to get rid of dual wielding, right? Um, but they were like, yeah, go nuts with everything uh, else, flipping warthogs and flipping tanks and ripping turrets off and running around with it. Yeah, yeah. This game was was originally called Halo Three Recon. See that? Hmm. That's better. And Bungie did not consider Recon a full game. Luke Smith. Everyone knows who Luke Smith is. Classic Luke. Yeah, uh, he compared it to Warcraft Three expansion, The Frozen Throne. Okay, <laughs> that's a perfect exp- like. Yeah, that's a perfect comparison. It should have, yeah, and that's what it should have been, and that's not their fault. That that's what happened, yeah. but um, they did, and that it shouldn't have cost sixty dollars, but it did, and so I mean, okay, I don't know. Yep. Uh, yeah, dead horse at this point. Uh, yeah, I think we kind of all agree, and we're all kind of saying the same stuff. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give another try. I'm yep. gonna, I'm gonna play it solo and play through the whole thing and see what I think. But. Seven out of ten. 
Um, <laughs> Three out of five. We'll we'll t- I'll take a step into into the current day. So, b- if you liked the story of ODST, then I've got good news because the story director of ODST, Joseph Staten, has just joined the Three Four Three Industries team as of like this week. Oh, he was the guy that they brought on. He's the campaign project lead for Halo Infinite. Cool. So I don't know what that means. Yeah, hang on. Though, like, hang on. They were going to release the game in two months, we'll say, maybe three. And they're (laughs) bringing a guy on now? Yep. Like, where where was the campaign, guys? If if (laughs) they're bringing on a new guy... Like this is this is exactly what happened to um fucking uh Destiny, I think. Oh, sure. Didn't didn't they have to like basically scrap a shitload of Destiny? Yeah, that was that was the rumor um that right before the release. Activision bosses, was it Activision? I don't remember. Yeah. Um they they had it all planned out and they all had the story and then they pretty much scrapped the whole thing. Um and that's mm-hmm. why a lot of the the Dinklebot um, you know, the little companion played by Dinkle, uh, no, um, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, uh, a lot of his lines and stuff were really odd sounding, mm-hmm. um, because they had to reshoot or redesign the game, but he was off shooting Game of Thrones, so they couldn't get him back in the recording booth. Like, yeah, it explains a lot of things like why they are the way they are. And like the game was really kind of shallow from the start. Yeah, and why the entire like story takes place in uh what the fuck was it? The the codex stuff that yeah. you had to look online on like a website to read them. You couldn't right. look at them in game. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I that honestly scares me. That scares me, guys. <laughs> I, I don't I mean they're making yeah. it better, right? Like that's sure. the whole point of delaying it is Hopefully they're fixing stuff up, but yeah, I mean the guy they brought on is super knowledgeable on. I mean he was like the uh, the cinematic director uh, for Halos one, two, and three. I'm pretty sure he helped write a bunch of the books, you know, and and he wrote ODST. So he's got uh, he's got a good resume. Yeah, oh, yeah. And anyone who was involved in the first Halo games. I'm all for them being involved in Halo Infinite because whoever was involved in four and five, they missed the mark. So we need right. to get someone from the first ones. But I think in Halo Infinite, if they if they if Halo wants to do a battle royale, which I don't know if they're going to or not, but I think you would have to do it. That's where ODST, well, at least the, the the character of an ODST could fit in. If they did it where they would die quicker, because I think battle rails, you need to have a little bit quicker time to kill. I mean, I think hyperscape kind of showed us that it's not as much fun when it's like that. I think the time to kill needs to be yeah, linked to the equipment that you pick up. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they could do that. I think if you had an ODST and you literally, I mean, it's built in. They're drop shock troopers. So then you drop onto a map. And then there's some way of the map closing in. I feel like you could do a battle royale that way. Mm-hmm. Well, Dave, the only BR they're interested in is the battle rifle, is what I heard. <laughs> it doesn't mean they could, you know, they, they, they will probably come up with one later. 
uh, in production, I would imagine. Sure. As the, as the fine folks over at Activision have told us, you can always just slap together a Battle Royale game and ship it afterwards. <laughs> All righty. Well, All right, final thoughts? You want your final thoughts on ODST or Infinite or <laughs> of the podcast? Yeah, I I like the campaign. I like the idea of ODST probably as much as you guys. And I think they executed on the idea that they wanted to. So I can I am willing to to look at it objectively without the the price tag and and the package that they delivered. I think it's great. Uh, the multiplayer. This is just going to be us being old saying how shitty we are and now it's not fun um i don't know it's it's hard to multiplayer is a weird thing because it's hard to think back 10 years or however long it was ago 11 years now 12 years fuck and be like oh yeah i remember those individual multiplayer matches that i had when we had hundreds of them so it's it'll i it's very hard to like compare or remember what it was like back in the day, especially with Halo 3, because I feel like even though it's probably the most solid, it might be the one that I played online the least out of out of the games that we've played so far. Like the, the number yeah. of hours, I think I probably played it the least. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think the, the multiplayers in all of them, one, two, and three, they're not holding up as well as I thought they would. Um, and I really think it's because of like we talked about, my mindset has transitioned to, I just, I prefer battle Royale a lot more. And so I think it's hard for me to view these more objectively, but I, I remember specifically in Halo three multiplayer loving it. Um, but I know for sure I played a lot more of the free for all, um, cause I was away at college and so I didn't. I don't, I don't. I don't enjoy getting into random squads online as much. So I, I'm proud. I know I played the free for all more. ODST. I, yeah, I mean, I've said it before. I just think it missed on the gameplay thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be interesting to go back and play. I will the for free for all in Halo Three, but I just, I think it'd be the same thing. People are just too good at it now. Yep, I, uh, I, I agree. That the the people we play it against are just too good. They, they play. Too much. We're getting too old, and we don't play arena shooters anymore. Um, so, yeah, Andrew's right. We can't judge it based on that experience. Otherwise, it's like, oh, I was, I was pissed after we were done. Like, I stayed up an extra, uh, extra hour. It was already like past midnight, and it was just like, this is, I'm miserable. This, I shouldn't be miserable playing a game. But looking back, I, I do, I feel like I remember it being a lot better. Um, back in the day, and like I was saying, the the social games that you were able to play, that weren't the competitive ones. There were with with what Forge introduced, uh, they were a lot of fun. Mm. Um, and I would I would maybe uh, equate ODST more to Solo instead of Rogue One, where it's hey, we're gonna tell a Halo story that no one really wants. That's um, like Rogue One, I guess. <laughs> whatever. Rogue One is a, a sci-fi movie that they slapped a Star Wars name onto and changed, you know, generic sci-fi starfighter to Star Wars starfighters. We can get into that later. Anyway, uh, but, you know, with, with Solo, it's no one really asked for it, but it kind of gave a background, and it wasn't bad. Honestly, I actually liked Solo. 
but it yeah for the price of what it was again dead horse all that but it it was fine and andrew has a good point we didn't we played a co-op that doesn't give it a fair shot but i think it kind of speaks volumes at the time i loved halo and i did not buy this game because i just it did not appeal to me and it still doesn't you know i think uh, good good points playing Good points. I don't want to <laughs> just not acknowledge your thing because I was going to completely switch the subject, kind of. Mm, no, that's fine. Um, I think maybe we need to stop playing campaign co- co-op. Oh, man. Except yeah. for Halo 5 because they that game explicitly wants you to play that shit co-op. Because you can't not have all of your Spartan buddies around you. And maybe Reach. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think Reach is built for co-op. And yeah, and Halo 5. Yeah, I, I would agree. I was thinking the same thing when we did the last two of Halo 3. I kind of wanted to go back and play them solo. Because you just don't get as much of the story in... I mean, you just don't, right? So I think if we either if we do co-op... <laughs> Which would be hard for you guys because I have infinite time. So my thought is we play it all through solo and then we go back and we replay a mission co-op. I'm not doing that. Right, exactly. Um, but that would be, if you did have time, that would yeah. be the way to do it. Uh, we, should, we should play all of Halo 5 co-op. We could. Yeah. God, that game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, next week we're going to get into Halo Reach. I am. Oh my god. So excited for this. I'm as as uninterested in ODST as I was replaying it. I'm the opposite and as excited to get into Halo Reach because this game is awesome. But yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, Thanks for listening. Sorry we shit real hard on Halo in this one. It's going to get a lot more positive going out. Nah, we're allowed to shit on Halo. It's fine. That's true. We love it still. We do. We still love it. I'm going to play it again. I'm going to hit Heroic. As soon as I exit this, and I'm quick starting in the ODST, but hmm. Halo Reach next week. Thanks for listening. Have a good rest of the day. Mm, bye bye. Bye, Craig.